Hi. Taking the lead. Hello, is anybody there? Oh, by the way. Hello, hello. Uh, we changed yeah. the name of our show, you might have noticed. It's called something mm. else now. Mm -hmm. You'll have to use your it's eyes to find out what it is. <laughs> it's called Nigh Unwatchable, uh, which Harrison is actually the title. infinitely more Googleable, I have found out. Also, Googleable is just delightful to say. Yeah, that's Try it. Googleable. Try it, dear listener. We're just gonna, we're just, we're, we're just gonna torture each other with bullshit. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna, that's the show. So it's the same as it was. <laughs> we're just removing the part where we torture each other with news that just also makes us sad. Yeah, as opposed to um, reality being the bullshit we're torturing each other yeah. with, it is television shows and movies and probably internet oh, yeah. stuff and maybe eventually books, who knows. But um, for now, we're sticking Chris, in the audio-visual sector because that's a little easier yeah. to consume even when it's really shitty. Um, I I think so. And, and we, have also, some interesting, we, we have some interesting ones. I'm excited for today's well, here's, one, here's, one because... Well, that's, kinda, that's why this is a good episode to kind of lead people in because this one has an asterisk in that like we don't always know going into it whether it's going to be like utter horseshit. A lot of the time we do. Yeah. Because I have seen it and just has not seen it in many, many years, something <laughs> like that. But uh, sometimes we're just going on the fact that, oh, people are talking about this being bad. Um, let's check it out. And we did. We have watched two whole episodes of HBO Max's slash Mindy Kaling's uh, Velma. And... We have thoughts. It's interesting. We I like have, this world of, of sometimes the bad content is 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 maybe the review or a little bit of truth and a and a little bit of lie. Also, before we get too far into the show, <laughs> what? I'm Chris, and that's Harrison. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But now let's that's talk about true. this damn thing. If you guys haven't seen HBO Max's new show. Uh, go check it out if you want to, or don't if you don't want to. We're going to talk about it, so you're going to find out what's up if you haven't watched it all so, already. Watched it out already? If you haven't watched it already, I will... I'll be <laughs> I'll be perfectly upfront in that I like Scooby-Doo. Um, it's, not, it's not something that I actively think about, the fact that I like. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot of Scooby-Doo, like, merch, but <laughs> at the same time... I've seen a lot of bad Scooby-Doo shit that I'm like, ah, I liked it. <laughs> like, I, I think I just really want to like Scooby-Doo. So, like, that, that's, my, that's my general, I will say, uh, outlook on the property going into this. Is that, frankly, yeah, I, I, I want to like it. I want to like it. So, if there's stuff to like about it, I will find it. It's true. I, I, um, also, I also must confess that I am a bit of a Scooby-Doo fan. I... I'm not oh, yeah. a huge fan. I do have a little Scooby-Doo merch, unlike Harrison. Ooh. But, um, okay, yeah, shit. But, yeah, yeah I'm not, game. like, Disney Disney girl Scooby-Doo fandom level or anything. But I definitely... I mean, I, I love the Scooby-Doo. I kind of am shaggy, so I guess I'm... You kind of are <laughs> shaggy. And I always, you know, I still to this day, and I it's funny, I hadn't even thought about it, even in relation to watching Velma until right now. I still say Rutro, 
whenever anything is like of concern big time like that is the only way i address like if something happens i'm never i'm never gonna say "Uh uh-oh if that's what i'm gonna say it's gonna be rut row that's the way it's, it's going to be go. rut row. It's going to be rut row. It, it, because it allows me to say, uh-oh, but it softens the blow. Because, like, if somebody just says, uh-oh, like, you, you, if somebody verbally is taking the time to be like, the only words I can think of to describe what I'm seeing are, uh-oh, that's bad, bad. Like, something about rut row is just like, hey, this is still, like, pretty bad, but... I can throw in you know, a little Scooby-Doo a, reference for you to make it I nicer. can throw in just a, just a little... Rut row. Uh, the absolute funniest appearance of rut row ever, 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 will always be in the court documents for, like, the, uh, the college admission scandal. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Like who was who is the full house lady <laughs> that got caught up with it? Oh 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 shit! I know exactly who you're talking about. McLaughlin, Lori McLaughlin. Lori, yes. So she like in some texts to the person that she was like in on the con with, like they said, hey, they're sniffing around. Like I think this whole thing might blow, and she responded, "Rut row," <laughs> like in text form. It was just. <laughs> Incredible. It was just magnificent. The nonchalance yeah. that only a rich celebrity lady could have in response. Could that. have. And I mean... In response to being absolutely found out for big, big, big time fraud. Even though and can't you're blame like, her nonchalance. Rot-row is appropriate. She went to prison for like three months. She's already a free person, so... Rutrow maybe so you know is, what? is a fair is a fair level. Maybe Shalance, <laughs> yeah, maybe Shalance was not even due. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's, anyway, let's, we love Rut Row. Let's move from love, the past, from Lori's yes. past, from the Scooby-Doo past, and get into Velma, which is about Velma's past. And really, the whole mystery gang's past. We find out yeah. they all went to the same high school in the opening of this show. We'll get into kind of how sloppily this is put together in terms of describing what happens in the pilot. I am not going to describe mm-hmm. it the way it happens. Because that would be too difficult. We are going to just talk about the way it happens as we go. But the basic gist of the okay. pilot is we meet all the characters. And I'm just going to go through... And we can. I think critiquing it as we go through the pilot is the way to go. Because there are a lot of, like, this is a pretty sloppy pilot problems. But they yeah. do so, set the archetypes well. So to make it, like, clear who everyone is, Daphne is, like, smart kid, but pretty... Her moms are two dumb lesbian detectives, which is just yeah, like a fun we'll detail get, that like she's we'll smart and pretty and her moms are dumb. That is cute. And then you got Fred, who's like a rich idiot, um, like hot guy or whatever. Velma, our lead character, voiced by Mindy Kaling, of course, like she does on all of her shows. She takes the lead, which is which is more power to her. And uh, and she's <laughs> Velma and. We'll She's get into Velma. Velma in a sec, because obviously there's a lot with the show. And then there's Shaggy, it's a... who is not Shaggy yet. He's named Norville, and he's, like, yeah. hanging out. He has a van, but key, and sadly, he does not have a dog. There is no Scooby He yet does not. In there this is no universe. Scoob. So you are no. not going to hear us mention Scoob, which is a bit of a bummer. But Norville's whole shtick, as it relates to the Shaggy Scooby snack shtick... I think very funny and very creative. So I'm excited to eventually talk about that 
when we get to episode two. But for now, let's just talk I, about well, the pilot. Well, so the whole <laughs> the whole thing is a reinvention, right? Like it's not it's not really supposed to be slash prequel. It, Right, but it's not like th- this is very clearly not the same universe as like the original. It's not like they're trying that hard to put people in their original positions. And in fact, I think the further that they get away from the source material, the better it's working. Oh, certainly. Because because like at first there there like wasn't really. So we've watched the first two episodes, right? And the first one, the first one's bad. The first one is, is is like I absolutely totally see what people are talking about. It is like very lazily written. The jokes aren't really working. Very None of the animation is particularly fun or interesting except in these very weird forced moments of like like Velma has this very dumb thing where she can't solve mysteries because she has some sort of trauma. Because her mom from, like, left when she was a kid. It, it, she just like yeah. left her her and her father and like they tie this into like because she liked solving little mysteries as a kid she like developed this trauma that her mom left because she couldn't solve one of the final mysteries or the mystery of her mom going missing or something like that kind so of now it like gives it, her panic like... attacks that induce hallucinations when she tries to do a mystery Yes. So that that's like the only part of the animation in the first episode that's remotely fun, but it's some of the worst parts of the episode because like it makes no it fucking doesn't make sense. sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. It is like it makes no sense. What is you texted me this and I knew exactly what you were talking about without any details. <laughs> Hold on, let me just look up the text. Because it's a fair question and I I had we were watching the episodes kind of off off kilter from each other so i was an episode ahead <laughs> and harrison literally texts me right after he starts oh my god who ellipses is this for <laughs> yeah and then it's like yep. who is it That's for the like big... what i don't this it's like this weird way of like we're gonna insert mental illness into the velma character Right. But it's not a real mental illness, and it doesn't seem to serve any purpose other than, like, provide a reason for why Velma... To have trippy animation. It's like, it provides a reason for trippy animation. Yeah, but it's also, they're, like, using it as a story mechanism for, like, Velma's, like, why she's good at mysteries. And I'm just like, no, like, get rid of all of that. And just make it she's smart and she just starts solving mysteries. You could have her mom leave anyway as part of the backstory, well, but making it tied so, into that, the mysteries is like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because then it then it sets like like the main the, the main plot thread of the first two episodes that we've seen is that like Fred is accused of killing. Um, like one of their classmates drops dead, and by the end of the first episode, another like one. Fred is accused, and another one. Like drops that's dead. when, yes, yeah, too. Uh, like that's where the plot starts in earnest, and like that's why it's so funny that the second episode, I I kind of liked the second episode. I thought it was pretty because good because that's that's when it complete like until the end, and they even make a joke about it. Like we don't get into the whole like hallucinating stuff. It doesn't come up again, like, and it's just exactly what you said. It's just, like, letting her solve mysteries because she's smart. 
Like I, I'm fully able to buy that yeah. as like a I character don't need arc the of extra her. dressing. Especially since they gave it the additional layer of like, oh, this is why she doesn't have friends because she's very smart and she can read a situation really well, and then she just like tells people and it makes them really uncomfortable because she's being like rude and judgy about it. It's like, that's enough, dude. Yeah. That is plenty that's, which of character also, explanation. By the way, is like, that is a Mindy, I've, I've said this a lot before we started recording, but that's like a Mindy Kaling typical thing. Yeah. In Mindy, K, in Mindy Kaling created shows, she is usually playing a character who is either accidentally or intentionally blunt. And that is the source of like a lot of the comedy and in this, yeah. it's going even farther than that, and it's, like, super meta, which totally doesn't work a lot in the first episode. A lot of the time, yeah. And then it starts to work more in the second episode. But in the first episode, and it's, like, one of these things that isn't essential to the plot, but it's littered throughout the dialogue, where people will just mm-hmm. say, like, flat social commentary about the dialogue yeah. they like previously yeah, just yeah, said. Yeah. They'll say a thing and then it'll be like, comma, Lana, let me say like whatever opinion, like general soundbite about policing in America or about drugs or about, you know, people being poor or whatever. And it's like, yeah. I'm fine with you putting messages in your show. I think that's what they, I think that's what you should be doing. But like, there's no nuance and it is irritating and in the context of the pilot not being not like like you said it's like it's unclear what's happening everything feels ham-fisted together and doesn't seem like it should be together like like we had just talked about with this weird mental illness detail that serves no purpose in the plot and it doesn't there's no story the reason it sounds if you're like what happens in the pilot it's Nothing really. Like what we said. Like mm-hmm. you kind of learn a little bit about who the characters are. They make a lot of meta commentary about TV writing and about society at large. And then ha- uh, Fran- Fred gets accused of a crime, which is like, yeah, okay. Which it's which, a little disappointing. Now, and I totally okay, get negative reviews about just the pilot for being disappointing like that. Here's the interesting thing about about the meta nature of. I think it doesn't work in the first episode. One of the reasons that it doesn't work in the first episode and it does in the second is that the second episode almost feels like it's making fun of the first one. <laughs> like there's, a, there's a lot of meta writing about the script itself and how like it doesn't make a lot of sense. That actually kind of got me over to its side. I, like, by the end I of the agree with one. you a hundred percent. And I, but I think that that is, I don't know to me, I read that as lazy, where I'm kind of like, if you can start making meta-commentary yeah. in the second episode that I like, and even some of that commentary is about how you are writing the show itself, n- don't use that as an excuse to have a bad episode. Like, that is, that's what it feels True. like that it was, almost. It was like, we know that one wasn't great, which is like, okay, then just, like, make it better before you release the show. Yeah. It's animated. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. No, no, there, there's, I mean, again, like going into it, I wanted to like it, but if I had, if I had just watched the first episode, if I had just watched that and I hadn't like continued any further, I think I would have said this show is terrible. After episode two, I'm definitely going to keep up with it, mm, Me too. but specifically because I'm now interested in if it's terrible or not. 
Because like the first episode, there are just so many instances where like I understand what the joke is. I can see the punchline coming from a mile away, you know, like, and then it happens. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. Very that, nice. Ah, no, no, I get it. I get it. She's like pregnant and well, can you walk us through the rough, uh, the quick plot points of the second episode? And then we can get into like the specifics of why it's funnier just so we have like the story to work off of. So the general idea is that like Fred is being represented by Velma's father, who is a lawyer. Okay. So single father with like a weird teenage girlfriend that like no, I, in the I, first I'm episode. I'm pretty sure that's just like another adult woman who is like having his baby. Then why does she hang out with the? Oh, she works at the. She works the, at some like soda pop mall. place that like the kids. Okay. Hang yep. Out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Which also I find that joke funny. Oh yeah, like, she makes that a joke keep... that like her place is popular because she lets kids fuck in the bathroom, which is like yeah, it's pretty cute. It's clever. Like yeah, the story that lets high schoolers so, get away with shit is going to be popular. <laughs> so that's that's what I think, and I I think the second episode does a much better job of making its case as like, okay, this is the anti Riverdale. Like that's that's the thing is that I think that the first episode tried to sell itself as like just Riverdale with a Mindy Kaling like coat of paint and ostensibly it is kind of like the mystery crew kind of the proto mystery crew yeah um but like the second episode I think does a much better job of of so the plot points are that there's someone known as the Candy Man. Who's selling drugs to like all the kids? There's also this funny. Uh, I think it's funny that uh, Norval, which by the way, I'm I'm proud of them on that. That is Shaggy's canonical first name. That's great. Um, yeah. So the and I love that Shaggy. You meet Shaggy's dad in the second uh, episode, and he's just Shaggy. <laughs> like he's how Shaggy looks, and like the original. Um, so at first I was like, wait a minute, is this supposed to be like a sequel situation? But no, that character's name is Norton, uh, Norton Nash. I didn't even remember his name. Damn. Different, different. But anyway, um, Norval like doesn't, is like straight laced. Like he doesn't do pot or anything like that. And he, and it's it's like, that is such a funny joke is that he's like, I don't yes. do drugs at all. And at first I thought and it then, was like and a then, sarcasm thing. And I was like, oh no, that's like yeah. a bit that's in this show. Uh. That's a good example of the show taking what you know inherently about that character and then flipping it on its head by being like, no, he doesn't do that. But you know, eventually something is going to break him. So they do they do these funny jokes where he keeps flirting with the line of like becoming a stoner. Well, and part of it is that he it. is like a he is liked in digital stoner culture because he has a YouTube channel called Norville Snacks and it's just snack reviews. So like stoners are really into that. And then like oh. when he runs into like some stoners later in the episode, he's like, damn it, why do all these stoners <laughs> watch my videos? Okay. It's the same thing that okay. happened with my little Wayne videos. <laughs> Which that was a good joke. It was that such was a good like, joke. 
It's a like good there are several really episode. good jokes with this. Yeah. Episode. So anyway, the Candyman thing. Someone's dealing drugs at the school at the same time that Fred is going through trial with Velma's father yes. as her lawyer. And hilariously, Velma realizes that the Candyman is Daphne, dun-dun-dun. And Daphne's like, well, you can't tell anyone, and also you got to help me sell these drugs. And Velma's like, I need money, so yeah, I will. So then she does, and then she goes to sell drugs to some dude and realizes oh, it's her dad. Well, she needs, stressed about she the, needs the money. <laughs> yeah. Like, Velma, or no, not Daphne is strong-arming her because Daphne... Daphne has uh, Velma's mother's like cold case file oh, that's that she right. presumably stole from from her mom's, and is like, "I'll give it to you, but you've got to sell drugs for me." Um, that's right. And the <laughs> which like that whole thing is pretty funny because she keeps like fucking up her sales by like explaining <laughs> what the drugs are gonna do to the person's life and. <laughs> I don't know. I liked that one. But there there was just, like, more and better character development. There was a better, like, the joke with with Fred was just that he was, like, a stupid white boy. And it's like, eh, that's fine. But in this one, they, like, develop it way more. And, like, he's a completely incapacitated man-child. Yeah, and the, and the is... whole thing is, like, people think he's some, like, evil, rich narcissist. <clears throat> they literally reference richard durst or robert durst robert durst as, yeah. <laughs> as like some you know a comparison point for like the type of psychopath he is but the truth is yeah that he's like this spoiled brat child who like literally they make a joke it, the second episode honestly is very funny they make a joke about how he's so spoiled that his balls haven't even dropped yet so he's <laughs> like just literally like this little like high school child man thing well but then that becomes a, a really funny joke where again they lean into like the animation and how funny that can be um because they like they decide that that's the defense is that he's he's a child (laughs) and that he like can't do anything for himself so then when he his car pulls up and he gets out he's in like a little sailor outfit and has a lollipop (laughs) i don't know it was just it was just really funny oh and he also has like long eyelashes so like that that was pretty funny he was doing a funny voice but then it starts to rain and the like the eyelash slips down like into a hitler mustache and he's like holding up his like hand to like avoid the rain so somebody gets a picture of him like doing the heil hitler i laughed i oh, laughed it was I a, that was really funny. it was a good a good couple visual gags there in a row, which you need. That is something, again, missing from when you're talking about Scooby-Doo of all cartoons, you need some visual gags. And that was missing yeah. from the pilot. It's weird how the second episode really, it's like the first out, the pilot sets up the show in the sense that like it sets up a little bit of backstory for Velma and sets up like the air quotes mystery. Way too much to backstory for episode. Velma. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. should have honestly been a lot more of just setting up this like Fred's a murderer thing in the beginning. That would have just been yeah. make it all make the pilot all about that. Like you can keep the characters the same cuz they're not really friends yet, so having like some of them like air quotes again investigating others pre-mystery <laughs> gang is like, ooh, that's kind of like a fun start is that they're like at odds 
in this weird way. But whatever, it's it's fine. The second episode did kind of win me over too, and I I appreciated that. How does it? It's, I honestly forget how the, it ends. So Fred doesn't go to jail, does he? <laughs> no, Velma and Daphne kiss to like stop her hallucinations that randomly come back at the very end. Yeah, and then, um. Oh wait, no, Fred does go to jail. I think because oh, isn't he? Because right. he like. Because he freaks out, he like throws the case at the last second. Because everyone's laughing at him for being a little boy, <laughs> so he like threatens to kill everyone. So then they're like, "You're guilty," and then they're like, "Guilty, yeah." Um, so yeah, cool. I guess Fred is going to jail. Um, the main, honestly, dude, the main reason why I'm going to keep going with it is because I am just very curious over the discrepancy in quality between episode one and two. And yeah. and I think you might and this is why it was it was very smart, Chris. Very smart. Glad you glad you suggested it. I was just gonna watch one, but you're like, let's just watch both of them because a lot of the times, like the pilot has a lot of kinks to work out. Like it was made a while before they kind of got their shit together. Like it's not it's really not a good indicator of what a show is or its potential. I. And I, this is like a major example now of like episode one, terrible garbage. I was, I, I had to put it down and come back to episode two, like the next day. Cause I was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Oh, yeah. Cause like, this is just bad. It's, it's, it's not, it's like you were saying it, it tries to do like social jokes, but it's just explaining to you that like things are bad. Like it is as it goes as far as like, white boy bad it and feels it's like, like the that's not a joke, of a joke. i mean like, it feels yeah. like you were like yeah. insert yeah. joke here like and that's yeah. like what ended up in the final dialogue which is like no yeah <laughs> and you're like you you forgot to go back and actually write a joke about it because in the second episode they do write good jokes about it and and, and it works like, and it works it's true it works. we'll uh we'll see i'm i'm cautiously optimistic just because i think i think i kind of get what we're doing here oh there is there is one thing that i wanted to uh there's i'm not saying that i didn't laugh i'm not saying that there is a weird amount of homophobia in the like lesbian cop mom's characters yeah where, like they'll just weird. make some joke and it's like <laughs> haha lesbians love adopting animals like i mean i laughed i definitely laughed but like, like the joke is that they're sitting in their car and daphne texts them where are you guys i want to adopt like a straight kitten right now and they just peel out <laughs> that was funny but like there are several examples like that where i'm like i mean but the joke is laughing at like a stereotype of lesbians it is I'm, weird. Not, I'm not really sure how like <laughs> what level of comfort i'm supposed to have with that yeah i didn't really think about that before but it, that's it's true. it's it registered it registered a, a little weird like a few times where i can generally accept it because all of the characters are stupid but there there are just i don't know i don't know I don't know. See, okay, it's now those... now why I'm second guessing myself is that it's like, <laughs> but if a lesbian wrote that joke, then then it's like a joke for lesbians and like that's fine. I don't and know. There are I like there are certain. I feel like there are there are okay jokes 
that are like queer community wink wink jokes that are stereotypes mm-hmm. and like because mm-hmm. I don't think that's like that's not an offensive stereotype. If you were to be like be talking about all lesbians, you were you know it's like it's one thing to like make yeah. that visual all lesbians like pets or whatever joke mm-hmm. in a show but you're not actually saying those exact words versus like saying those exact words. Like if you're being coy that's about fair. it, it's kind of like, ah, that's kind of funny. Like, you know, I mean, there are lots of shows about gay men where, you know, people just make a, a very general, like haughty, like, ah, Queens are like whatever sort of remark. And that's just like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Like whatever. That's true. Because there was, there was another, and I could just be reading into it too much. Like, that could just be a thing about their character that, that is fine. Because, like, there's another line earlier where they, like, saw a crime. Oh, oh, the moms pull up to the school and, like, everybody is stoned and, like, is smoking very clearly. It's like, is that boy eating sheet cake at 8 a.m.? <laughs> you thinking what I'm thinking? We go get an entire sheet cake. Love you, babe. And then they high five. I laughed at that. And that's not even, yeah, that's that's not a joke that has to do with like any sexual, sexuality. No, no, it's, it's just, I I do like, it's just a joke about enjoying sheet cake. I do like two stupid lesbians as a character element Mm because that is like a funny non-stereotype move is like, we're going to just like make these people like complete morons and that's like an interesting choice and works without being offensive now that like Velma and Daphne have like a little lesbian thing going on because yeah, they're like and I also, very clearly smarter than all of the adults around them. That's what I was going to say is that all of, all of the adults so far in the show are like demonstrably stupid. So I think, I think I'm more chalk it up to, to that yeah it's got like a fairly then. odd parents kind of vibe where the adults are just like batshit crazy and just like don't really make sense in a parenting role <laughs> all right well i think you've you've taught a uh, 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 homophobia question withdrawn <gasps> and with that do, do, do. episode withdrawn get out of here see you oh, see you later class dismissed Bye. At it is nigh pod. Talk to us online. We're so lonely. Oh, we're gonna have new theme music soon. By the way, sorry, snuck it in at the no, end. No, no, that that. Yeah. I don't know when exactly, but it's happening. A good a good pal of of mine. You can listen to his shit, um, on Spotify, under really jacket pocket, all one word, all lowercase. He's a pretty cool, dude. Uh, but he's writing Spiking us some the sick ball on theme the music, and I'm excited for new name, yeah. new theme. We're we're doing it's new new year, new nigh. I don't just know. just fumbling, absolute like we had the game in the bag, nope. and then just no nope, no nope, no nope. gone. I I, I picked up the ball and and handed it to the other team and said, <sighs> "You did, thank you," and took a little curtsy. Thank you for playing, <laughs> and then gave him a little tap on the ass and sent them on their merry way. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you.